What's up, podcast friends? I'm happy to announce that we've teamed up with some fantastic affiliate partners to further enhance your overall college journey. So do you or someone you know need stylish dorm decor, trendy college apparel, or top-notch test prep? Whether it's creating a cozy home away from home, flaunting the latest in college apparel, or securing top-notch test prep help, we've got you covered. Check out our affiliate links in the show notes within each of these categories, which we believe will help you, our listeners. Please note that if you make a purchase through any of our affiliate links, the podcast does get a small commission. But rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel would benefit you, our listeners. So check out the links in the show notes and share with anyone you think may benefit. Thank you all and best wishes. Welcome to the CAP, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today, Rachel Adelman, who's a regional admissions counselor at St. Louis University in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. Rachel, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm doing well, John. How are you? I'm doing great, and I'm even happier today that I have you on the show. This is another Jesuit school. I've been trying to get more of the Jesuits out here, so thank you so much, Rachel, for joining me. So can you provide us with an overview of what St. Louis University offers its students in terms of academic opportunities, and what sets it apart from other colleges and universities? Yeah, happy to jump in. It's a loaded question, and I love it. <laughs> um, so as you mentioned, John, we're, we're a Jesuit university. We're actually the second oldest Jesuit university in the country and the oldest university west of the Mississippi River. So we've been around for a while, over 200 mm. years, um, wow. but we're, we're mid-sized. We've got just over 8,000 undergraduate students. With graduate and professional, we've got about 13,500. So I always like to describe it as you'll see familiar faces every day, but there's no way to know everyone. One. So it's a really nice size, um, but class sizes are a lot smaller than uh, our population, about 26 students on average per class size. So definitely that uh, interpersonal relationship with professors and our students. We are pretty unique in the sense that we've got this interesting mascot. I don't know, John, if you've ever heard of Billiken before. <laughs> I've seen it, and I was going to ask you about that. So what could you tell us about the mascot? Yeah, yeah. If you're curious, feel free to, to Google what a Billiken is. Um, but the Billiken <laughs> has been our mascot for a while. Um, it is a mythical creature. He kind of looks like a, a gargoyle meets leprechaun type of a thing. <laughs> but he's not uh, based on an animal or anything. He is a mythical creature that represents represents good luck and things as they ought to be. Mm. Uh, so we like to say we have a lot of good luck running around our campus, but <laughs> he's uh, very unique. He's evolved over the years. I think he's gotten a little cuter every time we've rebranded. <laughs> but uh, if you see a Billiken, you definitely know it's it's St. Louis University. Looking into some of our programs, we've got about 90 programs in total. What The way I like to describe SLU is we excel in the STEM fields, but we're rooted in the liberal arts. So mm. we've got a variety of ways to pursue healthcare, nursing, medicine. We do have a medical school associated with the university as well. Uh, quite a few engineering programs. If you wanted to be a professional pilot, you could at <laughs> SLU. We've got a great flight science program. Uh, business, we've got about nine different majors in business, quite a bit within arts and sciences. We have a law school, education, social work, public health, social justice. I mean, I could just go on and on. <laughs> it's almost easier to say what we don't have as opposed to what we do. So uh, it's also a great option for students who are not quite sure what they want to pursue yet. 
we don't expect you to have your whole life figured out by the time you turn 18 and graduate <laughs> high school. So we have lots of options for students going forward. Um, we do have a few uh, accelerated and competitive programs, too. For example, our medical scholars program is very similar to a BSMD. Um, I say similar because it's a guaranteed interview as opposed to a guaranteed spot with our medical school as a high school senior. Uh, so we have a few of those types of programs. We also have uh, accelerated programs like our physical therapies, a six-year program. Um, occupational therapy is a five-year program, and it's direct entry. You skip that year, essentially, because we accelerate it for you. So lots of different ways to to pursue a unique education, a unique pathway. And then I think the the one big thing that really sets us apart from a lot of other universities is our Billiken Promise. And our Billiken Promise has really three facets to it. The one that I love talking about the most is we happen to have our own campus in Madrid, Spain. So we <laughs> technically have two campuses, but we guarantee a semester abroad over wow. in our Madrid campus at no additional cost to our students. So especially if you want to go abroad, highly, highly recommend looking at St. Louis University and especially going to that Madrid campus. We also have a commitment to affordability. So we guarantee that our merit scholarships will actually last an extra year. So it's guaranteed through five years as opposed to four. We do not anticipate it'll take you longer to graduate uh, than four <laughs> years, but just know it's kind of a back pocket financial aid offer too. Uh, and then we offer a SLU Difference Award, which is an additional $10,000 that students can use towards select graduate programs should they want to pursue that wow. or summer or winter courses too. Uh, and then the last part of the promise is our SLU EXP. It's our SLU Experiential Learning Program. So opportunities for some great internships, both virtual and in person. So that's something that, that sets us apart, the Billiken Promise. Well, I love the Billiken Promise, and you gave us so much to chew on, including, number one, that you are the second oldest Jesuit school. St. Louis University is over 200 years old, so I could only imagine the uh, rich traditions and history. Approximately 8,000 undergraduate students. You're at about 13,000 with your grad students. You mentioned that there are 90 academic programs. And I like what you said. You're excelling in the STEM fields, but rooted in the liberal arts and the Billiken Promise. Guaranteed a semester abroad on your campus in Spain. You mentioned that your merit scholarships, it's for five years. Again, not that everyone has to stay for five years, but just in case, you're good for five years. And you even give money towards graduate school, which is amazing. And another statistic that I'll share is your retention rate, which is at about 90%, which means that your students not only come to your campus and have so many programs to choose from, but they seem to be really happy and return year after year. So, Rachel, can you tell us about the student life experience at St. Louis University and what kinds of extracurricular activities and organizations are available to students so that they could keep active once classes are over and on those weekends? Absolutely. Yeah. As you said, I mean, our students are, are proud to be Billikens, are proud to be SLU students. So they're also very, very involved. I feel like the average student is involved in at least two or more clubs. Sometimes the students who work in our admissions office, I swear they're a part of seven and <laughs> leaders in 
three or four of them. So our students are heavily involved. We have over 200 clubs and organizations on our campus. So very easy to find your spot, find your space and enjoy your student life experience. We've got everything from student government opportunities, intramural opportunities. We tend to get a lot of former varsity athletes coming Hmm. to SLU. So uh, wanting to stay competitive in their sport, even if they're not quite at the division one level, our intramurals (laughs) are very competitive. So they're a lot of fun to participate in. Quite a few opportunities for leadership as well. If you want to be the president of an organization on the government board, we do offer a lot of those opportunities. Really coinciding with our Jesuit mission, our our commitment to giving back in service is something that is really important to our students. They usually serve on average over a million service hours every single year. Hmm. And all of that is voluntary. So I think that really speaks volumes. We don't just get students who say, I've done service in the past. We get students who say, how can I continue to do that service in ways that are meaningful to students who are passionate about healthcare or passionate about social justice, they can give back in ways that they feel are impacting those groups that matter to them the most. So service is a great pillar that we see a lot of our students participate in. We're also Division I sports. Uh, We've got 18 Division I sports at St. Louis University. Quite a few different ways to get involved, whether you are playing at the Division I level. But that being (laughs) said, majority of our students are hardcore fans of our Billiken sports. I will say soccer, men's and women's, tend to be some of our most popular and most highly attended sports. That's in the (laughs) fall. That's our football. As you know, many Jesuit universities don't have American football, so we're very big. On our soccer, <laughs> but we also have men's and women's basketball in the winter time. We've got baseball, softball in the spring, uh, and then a, no- a number of other Division One sports that we offer too. So there's lots of different ways to to get involved and really enjoy yourself outside of the classroom at SLU. Well, that's awesome. You know, we talked about the high retention rate, over 200 clubs, D1 sports, not to mention that guaranteed study abroad program, which is amazing. So it really sounds like there's something for everyone. So Rachel, I was really curious, what is your approach to the admissions process, particularly in terms of the criteria and factors considered when reviewing applications? Any insight that you could provide is definitely something that students and their parents are very interested in. So take your time on this one. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I, I always like to start off, you know, when I get asked this question from families is, Going back to the Jesuit mission, this Latin phrase, cura personalis, very Jesuit, uh, basically translates to care of the whole person, the mind, the body, and the spirit. And so that's a very holistic approach to education. So we take a very holistic approach in our review process. So what does that mean? Holistic is a word I feel like many (laughs) admissions counselors like to throw around. It basically means that we are going to read everything you send to us and take our time with your application. So that means letters of recommendation, that means essays, that means every detail that you chose to submit as a part of your application is something that will factor into our decision. So I always tell students to to take your time with it. It does get read, especially your essay. We do read those. (laughs) Um, But as far as our, our general admissions process, 
process, St. Louis University is on an early decision, early action, regular decision, admission deadline. So it basically just means we're not rolling. We've got hard deadlines for certain majors and certain times. Early decision is November 1st of each fall for the high school class. Uh, Early action is going to be December 1st, and our regular decision is usually in early April. So April 15th um, is our regular decision deadline. So it gives you time to fill out an application, decide how you want to apply to SLU. I will say most students choose the early action pathway. It gives them opportunity to apply to special scholarships, special programs. So that's our most popular deadline, I will say, by far. And really what we're looking at in the review process is rigor of coursework, you know, your grades, they do matter. I always tell (laughs) students freshman year counts. So (laughs) take your time with it and definitely do your best all four years of high school. And get that GPA as high as you possibly can. So that way we hopefully can award you some of our top merit-based scholarships. As far as test scores, we are test optional, like many universities are post-pandemic. So it is truly up to the student if they would like to submit an ACT or SAT score. I usually advise students that If you are around our middle 50%, our averages, then I would say submit them. Or if you are above those averages, definitely submit your score. For reference, our middle 50% for the ACT is usually about a 25 to a 29. Uh, GPA is about a 3.5 to a 4.0. We always take the weighted GPA as well. So if you're about those averages or higher, I definitely encourage you to consider submitting those test scores. And then as far as essays go, um, I always get asked, you know, what's a good essay topic? What do I write about? (laughs) And honestly, the more unique you can be about who you are as a person, the better the essay. I've read essays that have made me laugh, that have made me cry, (laughs) that have made me frustrated, that have made me (laughs) passionate. So there's really no right or wrong topic. But as long as you're talking about you, that's what I want to learn about. We love grandma, we love mom, we love dad, but (laughs) you're the one going to college. So definitely tell me a lot about you. So take your time with that essay too, because we do read those. Well, you definitely gave us a lot to chew on there. You talked about the Jesuit philosophy of cura personalis, which is care of the whole person. That's the holistic approach to all of your students. And it's that same holistic approach that you use in your application review process. You gave a lot of great advice. Students, if you fall in the mid-50 or higher in terms of the test scores, definitely submit. Be mindful of the fact that the mid-50% of course is probably a lot higher these days because only students that are scoring well are submitting. So that mid-50% is higher than it was, let's say, five, 10 years ago. So just be mindful of that and don't get discouraged. I also like how you talked about being unique in your essay. And you mentioned something that's been mentioned many times before, which is we love grandma and grandpa, but we're not looking to admit them. They're looking to admit you students. So be mindful when you're writing your essays that the admissions representatives, they read so many of them. And you want to be unique, right? There's not a topic that Rachel is saying that you should or shouldn't do, but try to be unique. And a theme has been that a lot of times students write about a grandparent, for example, and the grandparent is awesome, but the admissions rep in many cases hasn't learned anything new about the student and they want to admit the grandparent. So definitely try to avoid something like that. I also appreciate you talking about the deadlines, namely that you have early decision, which is November 1st. 
early action December 1st and regular decision in early April. So just a quick follow-up on that, Rachel. Is there a benefit to applying one way over the other? I mean, yes and no. I will say early decision is always the one I get the most questions of. So early decision is that binding admissions contract, meaning you want to go to SLU. That is your number one choice. And basically, if you don't get in, you're not going anywhere else type of a thing. It's it's kind of a, a one or done. And um, it's it's a binding agreement, which means that if you do get accepted with the early decision pathway, that you do agree to attend St. Louis University. So there is an advantage in the sense that you're applying early, you hear back first with early decision, but it limits your ability to apply elsewhere, right? And to really see all of your options, take the time to make that decision. To whereas early action, you don't have that binding agreement. So you can still apply out. You can see what universities offer you, look at all of your options, take your time and decide by that May 1st deadline. That being said, you'll hear back just a little bit later, but you will still get priority consideration for scholarships and special programs. So I will say early action tends to be the most popular deadline for our students just because you don't have that binding agreement and you still have all of those options open for you. Well, we appreciate that as well. And can you share the percentage of students that apply from out of state? And does the application process differ based on in-state or out-of-state status? Yeah, this is a great question. So I'm a regional admissions counselor. I'm actually based on the West Coast for St. Louis University. So I will say we have quite a few regional admissions counselors. And with those regional admissions counselors, you do get a really well-rounded incoming freshman class. So we do have students from all 50 states. Our out-of-state percentage is about 63%. Uh, Big states we get a lot of students from, Illinois, the Chicagoland area, we get quite a few from there. California, which is where I am. So (laughs) yay job security, but a lot of great (laughs) students coming from, from California, the West Coast. We get quite a few from Wisconsin, Texas, just to name a few. But we're also very internationally represented. We have 87 countries currently on campus uh, represented here at St. Louis University and hoping to even grow that further with our undergraduates and our graduate students coming from internationally. We're also not a backpack campus. So I get that question of even if you Hmm. are local, what is there to do on the weekends? Do people go home on the weekends? They don't. They, they never leave. And, and it's going back to our, our involved students and how there's just always something going on, whether it's a weekend, whether it's during a holiday weekend, there's always something to do at St. Louis University. So many students will stay over the weekends, even stay over some of those shorter breaks and enjoy their time there. But to answer your question about the application process, we're a private university, so there's no difference between in-state and out-of-state. It's all the same across the board. Well, I'm glad I asked the question. It's 63%, approximately 63% of your students are from out-of-state. And I love how you talked about the fact that it's not a backpack campus, meaning that students stay on campus, which is, again, probably why you have such a high retention rate. So obviously in the application process, there are so many things that parents and students consider. Cost of college, of course, is one of them for so many families. So what financial aid or scholarship opportunities do you offer prospective students? 
Yeah, there are quite a few options, and and we recognize it. I always like to say that we recognize college is expensive. Uh, that's something that we we really take into consideration when we craft our our scholarship approach and financial aid approach at St. Louis University. And and this year is is a tough one, right? FAFSA has announced <laughs> recently, or you know, early January is when the FAFSA will be released. So that puts a wrench in a lot of our our planning. And I have to say, I'm very proud that St. Louis University is taking a very proactive approach to this change. And that's something that I, I don't know many universities are. But what St. Louis University is doing ahead of time is we are putting our best foot forward in our merit-based scholarships this year. Mm. So merit-based scholarships, that is based on academics. So whether you submitted a test score or not, or if you just applied with your transcript and GPA, we use that to determine our merit scores. Now, there isn't this fancy formula or anything. We look at everything that you send to us. But this year, our merit-based scholarships are actually much higher higher than they have been in the past in order to anticipate what's happening with the FAFSA. So we are essentially giving our best offer right off the bat, and I think families have received it very well so far. (laughs) But merit-based scholarships are usually the first opportunity at financial aid from St. Louis University. There's also a few competitive scholarships that we offer. We have two. One of them is a chance at full tuition. It's called our Presidential Scholarship. It is a competitive scholarship, so definitely a separate application is needed. With merit scholarships, we just need the application for admission. But with the Presidential Scholarship, you'll have to complete an application after you've submitted the application for admission. It is a leadership-based scholarship. So really what we're looking for are students who have demonstrated leadership in high school, whether they were on the government board of clubs, organizations, gave back in service, basically trying to make a difference in their community is what we want to see on that application. We ask you a few essays. And then the interview portion is about two parts. So for one, we'll review your application first. And if we think that you'd make a good candidate, we'll invite you to participate in an on-campus interview or a virtual interview, whatever is most comfortable for you. And then from there, if you succeed in that interview, we might offer you that full tuition scholarship. So it ranges in how many that we offer every year. It's based on the quality of candidates, but it's definitely something I encourage students to do if you have participated in those leadership opportunities in high school. Um, The other one is our Martin Luther King Jr. Scholarship, which is service and social justice-based scholarship. It really speaks to Dr. King's mission. So for students who are interested in those movements and have done a lot of service work and want to continue doing that service work, it is a a scholarship opportunity for them. And it is a two-part as well. So you'd complete the application. And then if you pass that phase, you would be invited for an interview. So highly recommend students looking Mm. into additional scholarships. And I would always say, check your email because you never know what other scholarships might come up. Sure. Sure. And, you know, and I appreciate the proactive nature of St. Louis University, especially with everything that went on with the FAFSA. You're putting your best foot forward. 
by really being mindful of the merit-based scholarships, which I think is phenomenal. And it's an important thing for students and their parents to hear. Thank you for explaining the two scholarship opportunities in addition to that, your presidential scholarship, and of course, the Martin Luther King Jr. Scholarship. And by the way, Rachel, I always put the Office of Undergraduate Admissions in the show notes. If there's anything else that you want me to link for the students and parents to see, just send them to me. And of course, we'll make it available in the show notes. So what would you say is the average profile of the current freshman class in terms of GPA and any of the related data that you collect, such as SAT or ACT scores? And if a student, Rachel, falls a little lower, what are some of the things that they can do to help increase their chances of admission? Yeah, John, absolutely. We've got really a great average, I will say, to where we're very accessible as a university. So our middle 50% GPA is between a 3.5 and a 4.0. And that will always take that weighted GPA as well. So keep that in mind. So if you go above a 4.0, even better. Um, Mm -hmm. But we will always take that weighted, even if that maybe bumps you up into that 3.5 range. ACT, about 25 to 30 is our average. And then SAT, we're at about 1240 to 1360 is our middle 50%. And middle 50% meaning there's 25% below, the lowest, (laughs) and 25% above. I always have to explain that because everyone tends to look at that higher number, right? So (laughs) always just know what middle 50% means. Um, But as I mentioned earlier too, GPA matters. It matters. Take your time, do your best, get help, find tutors if you need them. I think that's something that's so important so early because we want to offer you, for one, admission. We work for the Office of Admissions, not denials. So we always want (laughs) to, you know, admit those great students. But for two, especially if you're having some trouble, it's always good to find and seek out that help now because that'll set you up for better skills when you get to college to be able to reach out and ask for for help if you need them when it comes to those courses. Well, it's good advice. And you're right. You are admissions counselors, not rejection counselors. And I know that you emphasize that GPA and you mentioned that it was weighted GPA that you look at. Just a curious follow-up question. Do you use the GPA as indicated on the high school transcript or do you recalculate using your own metrics? Yeah. If, if the weighted GPA is reported on the high school transcript, that is the one we'll use. Fantastic. And what are some of the things that students do to demonstrate their interest in attending St. Louis University? And does it come into play at any point in your overall application review process? Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. I will say we, we don't track it officially for demonstrated interest at SLU. But we do in the sense that, especially if you're applying for scholarships, you're connecting with me, we have a very interpersonal relationship-based admissions process, meaning that I love getting to know my students and my colleagues at SLU also love getting to know their students. So if a scholarship pops up in the spring and they said, who, who do you think would be a good fit for it? probably somebody who I've been in contact with over email, over phone, or that I've met in person is, is going to come up first in my mind. So we don't officially track that demonstrated interest. However, it's always good to stay in touch, ask those questions. Let me know your situation. The more I know about what's going on and what you need from us, the better I can assist you in the future. So it's a yes and no. That being said, we do <laughs> offer 
optional admission interviews. That's a great way for me to get to know you right off the bat. They usually happen between August and early December. We also have uh, opportunities to visit campus. And if I'm on campus, as I'm regionally based on the West Coast, I come back every now and then for a few events. If I'm there, come say hi. So introduce yourself to your admissions counselors. It's always great for us to know who you are. So when we end up reading your application, I can put a face to the name and I can put that personality together when I read that application. Well, that's a great answer. So you basically do not track demonstrated interest. However, if you get to know a student, you never know if at some point in the process, you know, you're going to advocate for them for whatever it may be. Maybe it's for admissions, maybe it's for merit-based scholarship. The other thing that I always tell students too is that whether a school tracks demonstrated interest or not, it's very important if you can to attend virtual events, stay in contact with your admissions counselor, see them at a college fair if they visit your high school. Um, all of that is important because it's part of your own research about the college and it'll help you determine whether or not, in this case, St. Louis University is the right fit for you. So when reviewing applications from various high schools, you mentioned, I think it was 63% from out of state. So how do you take into account when one student's high school offers, let's say, close to 20 advanced placement courses, while someone else's school may only offer five? So how does the application review process differ for those students? Yeah. So, you know, going back to that holistic review process, that's something that we take into consideration. So many school counselors will send us a school report that details what that high school offers. So that way we know how many AP courses do they offer? Do they offer IB courses, honors courses? We basically look at your transcript as a student in conjunction with the school profile. So we understand if you took quite a few AP courses, <laughs> honors courses, maybe you didn't. Um, but that being said, we will always review in context of that high school. And many of us have worked in this field for a long time. We've developed relationships with high school counselors. We are very familiar with those high schools too. So we usually know what high schools have to offer and what those students usually take at those schools too. Well, we appreciate that. And Rachel, can you explain what opportunities SLU offers students that may have had an IEP in high school in terms of helping to ensure that they continue to be successful once they're on your campus? Yeah, of course. I mean, that for us starts right away and again goes back to the Jesuit mission and that holistic approach to education. So students who are looking for opportunities to help them succeed at the college level can even meet with our Center for Accessibility and Disability right away, even as an admitted student on campus, because I know sometimes it helps families to understand the opportunities that they have at the university before they make a commitment. And so our program will really work with students that fits their ways the best. If there's been a an approach to education at the high school that they're at that has worked for them, then we can do our best to mimic that at the university level. If there was something that doesn't work, we can say, okay, well, let's figure something out. Let's take a few different pathways, see which one is going to be the best fit for you and go from there. So we really take good care of our students. You're never alone in the process. And even as, as any student, you come onto campus, you have a myriad of resources that are available to you, and we are there for you in any way that you might need, especially when it comes to accessibility and disability resources. Well, we appreciate that. And what about students who intend to play sports in college? I know that you mentioned that you're D1. 
How does the process differ for student athletes and what advice would you share with them in terms of what they need to be aware of throughout the recruitment and application process? Sure. Yeah. I'm, it's very interesting. I get this question a lot too, especially on the West <laughs> Coast. There's a lot of students who want to play sports in college and we love that. <laughs> that being said, the majority of the recruitment for Division I athletics happens through athletics. So there's not much I do on my end. There's not much we do in the Office of Admission, at least speaking for St. Louis University, for athletics. So my advice is to always reach out to our recruitment coordinators on our athletics website. They have their phone numbers. They have their emails listed. So if a student is interested in playing Division I sports, it's always good to start a conversation there. That being said, I always like to say that there is a time of year where Coaches are not allowed to have contact with students, so just be patient. Keep that in mind. Even if you want your coach to email our coach on your behalf, that is something that is possible as well. But just know that there's not much we handle in the Office of Admission as opposed to just reading your application and considering you for scholarships. That's pretty much what we do on our end. It's, again, all handled by athletics. Same with athletic scholarships. That's another question we get often. Uh, those are handled through the athletics office, but we will always review students for merit-based scholarships too. Understood. And potential student athletes, always make sure that you're up to date with the NCAA rules and regulations. Just check out their website, which of course I could link in the show notes, but make sure you're up to date on all of their rules. And so this has been a phenomenal conversation, Rachel. I really appreciate it. But before I get to the last question, I just need to ask you, is there a question I didn't ask today or a topic that I didn't bring up that you'd like to share with us now? Sure. I I mean, I work with students who are on the West Coast and, and John, I know you're on the East Coast. And so <laughs> I get the question of why the Midwest? And a lot of students are very curious about the Midwest, especially if you've never been or if you're unfamiliar with it. So I always like to talk about some advantages of going to college in the Midwest because it is often looked as, as those flyover states. Um, and then, of course, I got to talk about St. Louis because I couldn't be on this podcast without talking about the great city of St. Louis. So when looking at opportunities in the Midwest, I would say there are two words that come to mind when it comes to attending college out there. It's accessibility and affordability. Accessibility, internship opportunities, research opportunities, jobs. In the Midwest, you don't have as much competition as you might in a bigger city on the coast. For example, I'm near San Francisco and there's some amazing universities out here in the Bay Area. But if you're trying to get an internship with Google, with you know Facebook, with any of those big <laughs> companies, you're competing with thousands upon thousands of other applicants. Whereas in the Midwest, even if you're in a bigger city like Chicago, Milwaukee, St. Louis, Kansas City, your competition might not be as intense because there's just not that sheer amount of people there. Right. So right. the advantages of pursuing internships at St. Louis University, we often have more internship opportunities than we have students to fill oh. them. <laughs> so there's, you can do one, you can do two, you can do five if you really wanted to. Same with research opportunities at St. Louis University. We're very big in healthcare. We've got a great medical school. We've got some awesome opportunities within healthcare, nursing, physical therapy, athletic training, just to name a few. And many students are involved in, in research. How can I do hands-on research with professors? And for us, I mean, you 
confined it as early as your freshman year, doing some fantastic PhD level research with our professors, or even working across interdisciplinary sections of the university doing some incredible research. So awesome opportunities for accessibility and affordability. I don't know about you, John, but it's expensive out here in California. (laughs) It's expensive. The Midwest offers some great affordable living opportunities to where if you're interested in living off campus, you can do so. You can rent an apartment and have it be pretty affordable. You can rent a house and maybe live with other students at the university and commute to campus and have it be pretty affordable. Groceries, going out with friends, you know, going to a fun concert or going out to dinner, it's not going to break the bank. And so it just adds so much more to your college experience when you have the ability to to do that and afford it, as well as sightsee. You know, you're not just going to the university to enjoy those walls within the university. You're going to that city. You want to enjoy the city that you're in. And speaking especially for St. Louis, I mean, it is such a historic and cultural city. It is a beautiful city as well. Of course, you've got the famous St. Louis Gateway Arch, which is what St. Louis is most well known for, (laughs) uh, symbolizing the gateway to westward expansion. So as many folks came out and through St. Louis, many stayed and lived and stopped in St. Louis. So very representative of culture, of history, of my favorite thing to eat, fantastic food in St. Louis, (laughs) amazing barbecue, um, but quite a few different fusion options too. Uh, And then if you're a sports fan, oh my God, there's nothing like St. Louis sports. (laughs) Nothing like it. Going to a a Cardinals game downtown, going to a St. Louis Blues hockey game. We also just added a MLS team, the St. Louis City. Great. So, and Great. that is very close to campus within walking distance. So, students can go and ensure on the St. Louis City team. So, there's just so much to do. The people are so nice. And that's a Midwest thing as well. It's, it's a little bit slower of a pace of life. Everybody's really genuine, really nice. And I always tell students, It's intriguing to look at the coasts because, yes, everything is beautiful, but the Midwest (laughs) is beautiful, too. Don't count it out. There's some great schools out there and some great cities. Well, I love that you mentioned the Midwest and how it relates to the overall college experience, not to mention the awesome city of St. Louis. So we really appreciate that. Rachel, this has been an awesome conversation. Unfortunately, it does lead us to that last question, which is, What are your top three pieces of advice you would provide a student and their parents getting ready for the college admissions process? Definitely. The first one is very rudimentary, but I mean it because people don't do it. Students, check your email. (laughs) Please, please check your email. We send you a lot of great emails, and sometimes that can include scholarship opportunities. Sometimes that can include advantages here or there. And it's a really sad day when you miss that email and you call me the day after the deadline. And I have to say, I'm sorry, it's the deadline. So check your email. And if you don't want to bombard your personal email with college email, then set up a college email, set up a a Gmail account that all of your information from colleges and college fairs that you go to can be sent to. But still, make sure you check that email. That's a big (laughs) one. Um, My other piece of advice is to do your research. There are some fantastic websites out there for universities. And I know St. Louis University is a very comprehensive website, a lot of great information on there. I always love it when a student has gone online, checked out a major, checked out a program, 
and then asked me a really insightful question about that program. It shows me, one, that you're interested in St. Louis University, and two, you've got that critical thinking skill to be able to read through our website and ask a really great question. So just do your research, make sure you understand the program requirements, make sure you understand deadlines. And of course, if you have any questions, please reach out to your admissions counselors. My last bit of advice, again, seems very rudimentary, but just be nice. We get, <laughs> we get a lot of questions this time of year, and especially going into the springtime with financial aid and scholarships, you know, they're touchy subjects, and it's hard to have realistic conversations with families and students, but that's our job, right? We want to be honest with you. We want to be upfront because college is expensive, and these are tough decisions, and we understand that it's not just a decision for the student. Oftentimes, it's a decision for the family, and we want to make sure that we are offering the best customer service that we possibly can, but, you know, just be nice to us. Have some grace. You know, we're, we're stressed too, but at the same time, we're here for you. We're in this job because we love what we do. We loved our college experience. And for me, I was a first-generation college student, and so I had no idea what I was doing. My parents had no idea what they were <laughs> doing. So it's always my job and, and my pleasure to be of service to, to those. But just be nice. Understand that we're here for you. We're doing our best. And we ultimately just want to get you to your four-year forever home, as we like to call it, because we want you to be a proud <laughs> alumni of that university no matter what. Well, Rachel, it's so clear that you love what you do. And St. Louis University is so lucky to have you, as were we, on this episode. I can't thank you enough. I'm so happy, as I know, that this episode is going to help so many students and their parents as they navigate through the college admissions process. I hope to have you again, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. And to everyone out there, good luck with the college search. Take care, everyone, and best wishes. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.